Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hold on, Mary Jane! We are sex Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? You guys want to go see a dead body? I know Kung Fu. Do it. Get away from her, you bitch! What's in the fucking box? Hold on to your butts. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. So, Parth. Trent. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. We're not, um, we're not, we're still, we're still going. Yeah. Um, Just a, ref- a refresher course that our podcast still exists. There was we, a false alarm. We mentioned alarm. this last week, but we did have an April Fool's prank that our show was canceled. It was just that, an April Fool's prank that nobody seemed to understand. Yep. Um, but but if you're a discussions listener and non-interview <laughs> listener, we thought we'd tell you here too, that our podcast yeah. continues to exist week after week. But if you're just a discussions listener, you should also listen to our interviews, though, because last week we talked with editor Joseph Jet Sally mm-hmm. about the Matrix Resurrections, and it was pretty good. And but this the, is the intro. This is so the intro. We should probably just talk about what we're eating. What have you been eating? I had for breakfast. I woke up and I had some uh, Greek vanilla yogurt with honey and granola. Oh, good for you. Yeah, we were going to record last night, but we both had headaches, or at least lied to say that we did, because we didn't want to record. So here we are, bright and early, and I decided... Well, I was telling the truth, but... No, I-, I was somewhere between really tired and migraine and not want to record, and so it was that cocktail of emotions that made me send you that desperation text. Yeah. Um, part of re- rescheduling with you is always a loaded gun. What, what does that mean? <laughs> No further, no need for elaboration, but I had a Trader Joe's blueberry muffin and a glass of orange juice, and I feel pretty perky. Nice. So we should probably just get straight into the intro, and then yeah, th- we have some exciting news to talk about. Exciting news. Yeah, this will be another one of our famous speed episodes, as one of us has to go to class. So strap on your seatbelt. Well, one of us being Trent, but okay. Yep. Okay. Into the episode. <laughs> Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each, each, fuck Ooh. me. Ooh. Welcome back to Craft Services. Each week we talk, fuck me. Ooh. Parth, third time's the charm. Are you going to keep this in the edit? We'll see. You getting stage fright? This is very embarrassing for me, yeah. Okay, you got, <clears throat> this is the one, this is the one, I feel it. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week we talk about a film, and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. Last week we had Joseph Jet Sally, editor of our film for this week, The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, didn't he Trent, also work on... It. Yeah, nice. Didn't he also work on Speed Racer? And... He did. The he Star worked... Wars prequel trilogy. And He's an and action not... figure. I, I forget if... They met on Speed Racer, or if it was earlier than that, but um, 
we don't remember, but you know who does remember? The Parthen Trent of last week. In last week's interview when we were talking to him. Was that was this his first full editing gig? I believe so, yes. Whoa. Big step. Isn't that insane? And we talked yeah. to him right after the movie. Well, came he's out. he's talked to he's edited some other things, but I, I believe like Matrix Resurrections is a big movie. And I it is. this is his first one. Yeah. Of that scale. Well, uh, what's the news that you want to announce? Because something happened yesterday. Something Matrix-related in our lives. On the um, internet, where the Matrix usually unfolds. As our listeners should know, we have a Twitter, where I, every time we have an episode that's coming out, I make a post. Um, it usually gets somewhere in the realm of one, two likes, and it's a little demoralizing, but I do it every our, week anyways. Our podcast is more Instagram heavy. We yeah. almost have as many followers as the Riddler with our Instagram. Because yeah. the Riddler has uh, 500 and like 15, and we are, we're almost at 500. So we're almost at yeah. Riddler status, but our, twid- our Twitter following is not that impressive. But um, I was feeling a little demoralized because I was like, we got the fucking editor of the fourth Matrix movie. I mean, like, do people why not does, care? Why does no one care? And so I quote tweeted it with my own personal account, and I tweeted at Lily Wachowski, who had nothing to do with this fourth film. Only Lana Wachowski directed it, but, but had directed the prior three. And Matrix I knew films. she knew. I knew she knew the editor, Joseph and just so Sally. I, and I tweeted at her saying, "Hey, I know you had nothing to do with this movie, but we had the privilege of talking to the editor of the Matrix Resurrections. Um, could we get a retweet?" And I left my phone, and then I start checking. I'm getting a lot more likes and retweets. Lily Wachowski retweeted me, one of the directors of the original three. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty dope, Parth. Yeah. I was wondering if this was gonna make us rich and famous, and I think the answer is no, because I was like, has this ever happened to someone in my life? And then I thought, yeah, my sister got retweeted by elliot page when she was wearing her juno costume in high school and my sister remains a normal person so i don't think this is how we make it big Mm. i've been replied to quote tweeted and retweeted by the following people whoa whoa. brad Brad bird christopher mcquarrie edgar wright uh scott derrickson who did dr strange um, James Mangold, who did Logan and most recently Ford versus Ferrari and is now doing Indiana Jones 5. Um, I think that's the big one, the big ones. So but, how, how, do, how does this unfold? You, I, I don't know a lot about the mechanics of Twitter, but it seems like well, these I just tweeted, are, I tweeted. How are they I interacting? Tweeted, oh, and, and, and James Gunn. I forgot about James Gunn. Um, okay. So are they typing words at you? Yeah, well, I tweeted year, a question at a few uh-huh. of them in high school, and they all responded. It turned into a very big Twitter thread. Really? Um, what, yeah, what, like a huge what the, one. That, what was the question? That's, I I think I asked them about like something about writing. I was like, Aaron Sorkin says that writing is all about intention and obstacle. Do you agree? And I tweeted mm-hmm. at like four of them. And then mm-hmm. a huge... Like, Swath it, of people? It, it went. I think it got like a thousand likes or something, and... All these people responded. Sadly, the thread no longer exists. Why? Because Christopher McQuarrie deletes his tweets, and then I, every now and then, do an automatic tweet deleter thing because mm. I'm like, uh, you, you just never want to know. Er- I, er- I like, erase the past. I feel like I've never tweeted anything <clears throat> that I couldn't 
explain, but you never know. Yeah, I, I people are stupid when they're 13, and to give them a Twitter account was like not... Me, me at 16 with the Twitter account. Dangerous. You know, Loaded weapon. Just not anything anyone needs to read. Mm. Um, but we're on a schedule. We have a movie to talk about. And we're going to talk wait, about it. What's the movie? So all of the... Wait, I'm sorry. Well, it's The Matrix Resurrections. But all those people were involved in this single sub subtweet thing? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought that these were all separate interactions. And I was well, like, I've, how... had, I've, had, I've had separate... Inter- where I've like tweeted a question at Edgar Wright or I've tweeted a question at James Gunn or at Christopher McQuarrie and gotten responses. But that's the one big one that I've yeah. gotten. But yet you remain like a red-blooded mortal like the rest yeah, of the, us. Yeah, the, the point of that story was not to flex, although I guess I did. Um, the point of the story is that all happened when I was 16 or 17. And, and here you are. not rich, nor am I famous. No. Um, but still, pretty cool. But this week, The Matrix Resurrections. why you're still fighting and why you will never give up you don't know me no where to begin should i do do a 10 word synopsis synopsis? yes i know that you copy and pasted the real imdb synopsis into the document so try to blank that from your mind yeah i I haven't looked at it okay so Um, it's your turn Neo and Trinity back need to wait. No, let me restart. Yeah. Neo is back. 60 years later. Wants to save Trinity. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, when you said Neo and Trinity, I was like, Trinity's like not in it that much. Like he's trying to save her from her goo vat for a lot of it. Yeah. Parth, do you think that at the end of the day we're all in a big goo vat? Um, one could say that. Um, cool. But you know what one could also say? The real synopsis. Should yeah. I? Yeah. Um, let me. Return to a world of two realities. One, everyday life. The other, what lies behind it. To find out if his reality is a construct, to truly know himself, Mr. Anderson will have to choose to follow the white rabbit once more. Okay, so what do you need besides a miracle? Guns. Lots of guns. I feel like this is a bad synopsis. It is, and I feel like it could be applied to like any of the Matrix films or like any Matrix spinoff material because it's kind of just explaining the base construct of the Matrix. Yeah. 
Um, Trent, do you want to tell me what the budget and box office of this movie was? So the budget was 190 million U.S. dollars, and the box office. Wow, that's a lot of money. I hope they made a lot of money. <clears throat> Parth, I'm afraid I have some bad news. I hate to be the what? bear of I hate to be the bear of bad news, but uh, it only made 156.6 million, and with the advertising oh costs, I really think um, what company was behind this? Warner Brothers. Mm, yeah, I think Warner Brothers. Uh, they like lost money. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I guess it's safe to say. I, I malfunctioned, but <clears throat> do you want to get the Matrix? <gasps> What if my eyes gloss over and then I jump out the window as like a <laughs> hum, as the human dive bomb? The swarm. Wait, but I, I I one of my major talking points is the human dive bomb. Did that originate in this movie or is that from a different one? Yeah, no, that's this movie. It's so cool. <laughs> like I, I was two hours and twenty minutes into this movie and I was about to give up and then they gave me something I really liked. <laughs> All right, well I'll talk about production history. Okay. So the Wachowskis had no intention of making another film in the Matrix franchise after Matrix Revolutions and instead gave their blessing to gamers, quote, inheriting the storyline with the inception of the Matrix online video game, which was billed as the official continuation of the series. In 2011, rumors circulated that the Wachowskis had been planning two additional films in the series and had had discussions with Keanu Reeves about reprising his role. And another rumor in 2014 claimed that the sisters had submitted a story treatment for a new Matrix trilogy to Warner Brothers. These rumors were later confirmed to be false. While promoting Jupiter Ascending, Lily Wachowski, my retweeter, called a return to the Matrix a, quote, particularly repelling idea in these times when studios preferred to greenlight sequels, reboots, and adaptations over original material. Producer James McTeague, a friend of the Wachowskis and also director of V for Vendetta, Uh, said that there was always talk of a fourth Matrix film within Warner Brothers, even without the Wachowskis on board. In March 2017, The Hollywood Reporter wrote that Warner Brothers was in early stages of developing a relaunch of the franchise with writer Zach Penn in talks to write a treatment, and they were interested in getting Michael B. Jordan attached to star. In March 2018, Zach Penn said that he was working on a revival of the franchise. He later clarified in October 2019... He had been working on two separate Matrix projects at Warner Brothers and that his work was separate from a planned film by Warner Brothers. Penn's film did not go ahead in favor of the Wachowskis' film. In 2019, Ron and Lynn Wachowski, the Wachowskis' parents, passed away alongside a close friend of Lana's. Lana suddenly conceived of the story of the Matrix Resurrections during One Sleepless Night, a story you could hear in our interview last week. She felt that while she could not have her parents back, she could have Neo and Trinity back. With Lana Wachowski stepping forward for a sequel, Warner Brothers readily accepted her concept, eager to have the franchise's creator aboard for the sequel, according to James McTeague. The film was officially announced by Warner Brothers on August 20th, 2019, with Lana Wachowski returning as sole director, with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss confirmed to reprise their roles. The script was written by Lana Wachowski, David Mitchell, and Alexander uh, Hemmen. Uh, who had previously written the series finale of Sense8 together, their show on Netflix. Lily Wachowski was not involved with the film due to her work on the Showtime series Work in Progress, but gave her blessing to those involved to come up with a story even better than the original. She said she needed time away from the industry to reconnect with herself as an artist, and that, quote, I did that by going back to school and painting and stuff. John Toll 
was hired as cinematographer that month as he had previously worked on Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending, and Sense8, the Ruchowski's previous projects. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss were confirmed to reprise their roles as Neo and Trinity upon the film's announcement in August 2019. In October 2019, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II was cast in the film, with some sources speculating that he would be playing a young Morpheus, while Neil, while Neil Patrick Harris was added in an undisclosed role. Jada Pickett-Smith entered negotiations to reprise her role as Niobe, with Jessica Henwick entering negotiations to join in an undisclosed role. They were later confirmed to be cast in December, along with the additions of Jonathan Groff and Toby Unwumere. I hope I pronounced that right. In January 2020, Arendira Ibarra was cast, with Priyanka Chopra entering final negotiations. That same month, Lambert Wilson, who played the Merovingian in the sequels, revealed he was in negotiations to return. Hugo Weaving had scheduling conflicts with his involvement in Tony Kushner's theatrical adaptation of The Visit, leading to Jonathan Groff's casting as Smith in December 2021. Chopra and Wilson's castings were confirmed in February, along with the additions of Andrew Caldwell, Brian J. Smith, and Ellen Hallman. After some speculation, Chopra was revealed to be playing Sati in the film. The character was previously portrayed by Tanvir K. Atwal in Matrix Revolutions. After the film's Toronto premiere, it was confirmed that Chad Stahelski, who served as a stunt coordinator on the previous films and also director of the John Wick franchise, was going to appear in the film as, quote, Handsome Chad. You've been talking for a while, Barth. I know. (laughs) The film began production in San Francisco on February 4th, 2020. Filming also took place in Chicago. The producers had to pay $420,000 to the San Francisco Police Department so they could film in the city. $420,000? Specific amount? San San Francisco PD? Sus. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't have enough money. No, I'm saying the more the, more the dollar amount. A little weird. Oh, oh, very funny. No second unit was used in the film as Lana Wachowski directed every scene herself. In March 2020, principal photography was relocated to the oldest film studio in the world, Studio Babelsberg in Potsdam, uh, Germany. However, on March 16, 2020, production on the film had to be halted due to the COVID-19 pandemic. After filming was halted, Lana Wachowski contemplated the possibility of never finishing the film and letting it go down as a, quote, incomplete legendary film not meant to be seen by anyone. However, the cast insisted that Wachowski return and finish the film until she agreed. On August 16, 2020, Keanu Reeves confirmed filming had resumed in Berlin and principal photography wrapped on November 11th, 2020. The dialogue editing, sound mixing, sound design, and sound editing with director Lana Wachowski took place in spring 2021. And after finishing their work on The Matrix Resurrections, the co-producing, st- the co-producing studio Babelsberg fitted its largest film studio, Stage 20, with rainbow colors and named it Rainbow Stage in honor of the Wachowskis and in honor of their commitment to people of diverse sexual orientations and identities. The film was initially set for release on May 21st, 2021, and would have premiered alongside John Wick Chapter 4, which also starred Keanu Reeves, but was postponed to April 1st, 2022 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and then was moved forward again to December 22, to December 22nd uh, in 2021. It had its world premiere on December 16th, 
2021 in Toronto, Canada, and had its U.S. premiere at the Castro Theater in San Francisco on December 18th, 2021. Is John Wick 4 even out yet? Nope, it's coming out next year. Are you serious? That's so far. Yeah. Four and part- John Wick 4 and 5 are being filmed back to back. You, This and like Top Gun must be crushing you. This I- and Mission Impossible are crushing me because Top Gun I'm at least getting in another month. Oh, okay. Mission I don't get for another year. Without COVID, wouldn't you have gotten Mission already? I would have gotten Top Gun, I would have gotten Mission, and this year I would have been getting Mission 8. But, well, on top yeah. of all the people who have died and gotten hurt, like, from this pandemic, like, the real... I would say the, the worst ri- thing that happened is that I didn't get... That's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. So, do you want me to read the fun facts? I would love it. Jessica Henwick, was who plays Bugs, was being considered by the Walt Disney Company to audition for a role in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, 2021. At the same time, she was offered to audition for the part of Bugs, in what she described a blue pill, red pill moment for her. Henwick chose Resurrections over Shang-Chi. Within five days of release, it received the most unauthorized downloads of any feature, making up 32.6% of torrents. That's pretty wild. Awesome. Is that, like, did they have that coming by having a film about computer hacking, sort of? Or is that just... I think it was more so that it... I think it was more so that it was released simultaneously. Oh. That that could be easily Uh, yeah i guess when you put it straight on hbo max like you're kind of asking for it or maybe just people who like the matrix also like to illegally download stuff there's a lot of overlap okay so the first teaser included a shot of neo's pill bottle which is labeled onto floxen a reference to floxen a reference to ontology, the nature of being. This will be the first Matrix film to be shot digitally, unlike the first three films, which were shot in Super 35 format. This was the final film from Warner Brothers to release simultaneously on HBO Max and theaters. So that's over now? Yeah. Now it's uh, the movie is in theaters for 45 days, and then it's, re- it's released on streaming as well. Is that just for like HBO, or was that like a con? Or was that like that's for a- HBO? But I believe Paramount is doing the same thing. But Tom Cruise is fighting that because he wants it to stay in theaters longer. Yeah, because Tom Cruise is saving movies single handedly. He is creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. I'm. You know? Wait, how is he doing it? By saving the movie industry. By by I mean, do you not know about this? I don't know anything about Tom Cruise, especially compared uh, to you. In 2020, it was re- uh, an audio recording was released, or maybe it was 2021, of him on the set of uh, Mission 7 yelling at crew members yeah, because they were I remember breaking that. COVID protocols. Yeah, and in, this, in the thing, he says, we are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. And Trent, you should put this clip in. Oh, yeah, I know the exact clip of Tom Cruise yelling that you're referring to. I will edit it in. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us! Because they believe in us and what we're doing! I'm on the phone with every studio at night! Insurance companies! Producers! And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies! We are creating thousands of jobs, you I don't ever want to see it again! Ever! And if you don't do it, you're fired! And I see you do it again, you're gone! And anyone on this crew does it! 
That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. In the future, the industry. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss actually left from San Francisco's 44 Montgomery Street building, which I guess is a high building that I guess they left it's off the of. Big, it's the tall building at the end of the movie. Uh, the building is actually 43 stories high. They had to climb a further two or three floors to reach the rooftop. They made the jump as many as 20 times over a two-day period. When Tom and Tiffany have their conversation in the coffee shop at the table, the people walking by outside the window loop. This is meant to represent a glitch in the Matrix. Shall I do a one-star review? Please. This is from Amazon Customer, titled Too Woke. And their review says, Too Woke. This one next this next one is labeled Disappointed. And it says, What a low-budget film. Very disappointed. I put this one just because it is not a low-budget film. No, you're allowed to be disappointed, but it it costs it costs $190 million. Pretty penny. Yeah. So this one is again from Amazon Customer and says, 4K beware! Two exclamation points. Faulty disc. Don't buy the 4K version. This batch is broken. Around for one hour, 40 minutes, the movie just stops and starts to skip around. Impossible to finish watching. I had to finish the movie with the Blu-ray version. Had I known that, I would have saved 10 bucks and just gotten the Blu-ray version. I, I feel bad for Amazon customer. Do you do you sympathize with this play? Yeah. No, if I paid 30 bucks for a 4K Blu-ray, I'd be pissed. I can't tell if you're joking or not because I feel like most of the time we're making fun of these people, but it seems like like would you well, like, write I, I'm halfway telling the truth and halfway joking. Would you write one of these reviews? No, I would never write this, but would I would you just be annoyed. Swallow the I, loss. Well, I would email them that it doesn't work and I'd probably get a replacement. Good for you. No. Because otherwise you would have saved $10 and just gotten the Blu-ray. No, I'm not an asshole. I would have gotten the 4K that I deserved. Are you not the are one you I all... not not the one that I deserve, but the one that I needed. You know what I mean? Right now. Yeah. Um, are you exclusively a 4K man now? Um, in terms of buying new Blu-rays, unless they're not on 4K, kind of, because why? The thing is, like, I have a 4K Blu-ray player at home, mm-hmm. and most, most 4K Blu-rays come with a normal Blu-ray, and so, like, I'm kind of like, why not? Do you have a 4K player at school? I don't. Mm. But but again, most 4K Blu-rays come with a Blu-ray, so you get that with it anyways. Hmm. Well, do you want to talk about The Matrix Resurrections now? The film I watched I in its entirety for the first time last night after two partial viewings? Yeah, I do. Check me in. You get you in? I don't know if I can get you out. them 
into a kill zone. Just to quickly explain my partial viewings. Went to see it in theaters, got about halfway through, got a little tired, got a little bored, left to see Licorice Pizza. That's a different story. Then, part two. Oh, well, I actually, Licorice Pizza ended, and then I came back and I saw the last ten minutes, and they flew around, and I was like, cool. And then I watched the first half again before interview, and then last night I watched it for the first time, all the way through. Nice. So, and did you- Trent. From, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I rewatched this movie. Um, mm-hmm. As I'm now for this podcast, I, I now rewatch the movies before we discuss Par- them. Parth used to have a reputation of not rewatching the movies before the discussions, but now he's a good boy and he does his homework. Yeah. But I, in fairness, I, I have a pretty good memory when it comes no, to it, movies. No, it, granted, it's very impressive how you were often able to hold down the conversation without having watched the movie within a month or so. Um,. But yeah, I rewatched the movie. Um, uh, where do we begin? I know you were not a fan the first two partial times, so maybe we'll start with you and what you what you gleaned from a from your first full viewing. Um, I think the first act is just like like okay, so the first act of like the real first Matrix is like amazing, like it's like kind of perfect. And then this is, like, playing off that, but it's, like, less good. Um, And so you're, like, the entire time you're kind of like, oh, I kind of wish I was watching The Matrix right now. Because this is, like, replaying those beats, but less good. And then the second act is a fucking mess. And it's just, like, so much walking around and talking and introducing me to characters I don't care about. And then the third act, um... We, we, we're, then we're getting somewhere. Like, the bullet time fight, the slow-mo I like. Um, I guess Neil Patrick Harris is the villain. I thought Jonathan Groff was the villain, but then he wasn't the villain. And also, I learned in the production history that they didn't get Hugo Weaving, not for plot reasons, but just because he wasn't available. And so I kind of wish he was Agent Smith. Um, yeah. And then, like, the final chase, fine. And then, basically, in the last five minutes, when we get, like, old Neo and Trinity back, and they're, like, they're they're quipping, and they're, like, comfortable, and I'm like, this is nice. I was like, I wish we had this for the whole movie. But Trinity is either, like, normal Tiffany, human version, she's boring, or she's in the vat of goo. And we never get, like, cool Neo and Trinity doing stuff. Not for a long time. Um, I, it's interesting that you don't like the the first act of this movie, um, because uh, that I would say like the first hour I really like my my what I, I I agree though that I think the middle of this movie is not great. Um, I think that once they all the stuff in Zion or sorry not Zion, yes I O uh, yeah I. Like I I've guess it's be- interesting to I've see got- what's happened. No, I've but... got beef with I O. Well, only because I mean you haven't seen the sequels, right, to the Matrix? Yeah, or at least I, not in a long time. And I guess it's unfair because I don't know all this Matrix lore, and that whole like middle section was just like Matrix lore, and I was like, no, no yeah, Matrix I, lore, just have I, fun. I think that you can gain, you can glean greater enjoyment from that middle act 
if you have more of a knowledge in the same way that you can glean greater um, enjoyment from the Matrix or from the Star Wars prequels solely if you care about Star Wars. Um, but I don't think that for a movie, the middle act is a lot of sitting around and waiting to get into the third act, um, which I'm not a fan of. But what I really appreciated is that this is definitely not what anybody expected from a Matrix 4, I don't think. Um, Especially if you watch the original trilogy, this is very much, uh, I would say, like a Force Awakens, but almost making fun of a Force Awakens. The reason that I really like the first act is because, A, I think the first time I watched it, I was like, is this movie going to say that the first three Matrix movies were all a video game? Which, like... Whoa. Like, I I mean, it didn't. No, it didn't. But... uh, That would have been wild. It would have been crazy, and I don't know if I would have liked it, but it would have been... People would have been... They would have stormed the streets. Very much so. Um, but what I appreciate about this movie is that, I mean, what I've appreciated about the Matrix franchise as a whole is that it's very much not doing what the audience wants other than the first movie, which I think the first movie is the best movie in this franchise. Nobody would, very few people would disagree with me on this. Um, but I do appreciate Reloaded and Revolutions for going in a very different direction than anyone expected. And I appreciate... Um, resurrections um, commenting it's very if you know about the history of the matrix resurrections then the you will be very aware that the matrix resurrections resurrections is commenting on its own existence so if you don't mind my asking how does matrix revolutions end because the whole time i was like does it end in such a way that like leaves neo and trinity like in the matrix are they outside the matrix like why are we starting where we're starting um, I guess you, I'll spoil the ending of the trilogy for you, but, That's um, fine. Trinity dies in the real world. Trinity? And, yeah. Okay. And That's why they kept saying, like, do you want to watch her die again, bro? Yeah. And okay. then, um, uh, Neo has a final fight with Smith at the end of the third movie who has multiplied throughout the Matrix and then becomes one with him. And then the Matrix, so that the Matrix can delete Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Neo dies there, too. Um, so and then it ends with both of them being dead? Yeah. That's pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, that that seems pretty um, final. It is. I, I think my problem with a lot of the reception to the Matrix Resurrections is people being mad at it for not being the same as the original trilogy. Uh, I've heard a lot of people be mad that it's not, it doesn't look like the original three, that it doesn't... I, I think that part is to its detriment. Like, during the flashbacks to the other movies, at least just, like, in the color palette, I was like, I wish I was watching that right now. Like, these movies are so cool. Like, they are, but... Uh, I don't know. Like, I like the way this movie looks. I don't think it looks bad at all. Uh, and also, at the end of The Matrix Revolutions you find that there's a new version of the Matrix that's happening, and it has a completely different color palette, and it's much more in tone with that. 
And so I think that it makes sense that it would not look like the original three because this is not the same version of the Matrix. Um, but do, do you want to hear one of my good notes? Please. I really like Keanu Reeves in the first hour being a video game designer and like navigating yes. everyday life. And I, just I being being a normal guy and being like, video games, you know? I, I also appreciate... I, I don't know if people find it annoying. I think it's funny that he's surrounded by all these like studio exec types that are like assholes and they're like, the thing that people love about The Matrix is a ra- originality and freshness. So here's a hu- huge manual for what to do with Matrix 4. And he's Book like, time! Fuck. Yeah, like, fuck this. Fuck this. And the, like, I always appreciate when uh, a filmmaker has something that is like so like beloved and whatever, and then they just essentially give you the middle finger because they're like, fuck you, you screwed up my thing. And uh, a lot of this movie is about taking something that meant a lot, that, something pure, and just recycling it for the sake of recycling it. I mean, that's Part- the reason that in story why Keon why Neo and Trinity are back. You told me, you said to not watch this movie like I'm watching a Matrix movie, but to watch the movie like I'm watching like the Wachowski's like response to like the studio executives. Yeah. Is, and I gleaned I gleaned new light. In that, like, if, if you look at it through that lens, like, basically every line of dialogue is them saying that, like, them doing this movie is kind of stupid, and that they know that. Yeah. That's the thing, is that I think people think that Lana they Wachowski don't know. doesn't know, and mm-hmm. I feel like, how can you watch this movie and not know, know that they that? know? Because the thing is, The Matrix, the Wachowski sisters are very anti-establishment, very anti-capitalist, very you know, fuck you to the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, like, just the first movie, and the sequels only get more like that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how anybody can go into this movie not knowing that that's what they were going to do. Yeah, if, me, you're, if you're I a hardcore Matrix was, fan. For me, I always knew that was going to happen, and I think that's why I didn't have the sort of dissonance of, well, this isn't, like, the Matrix trilogy, though. That being said, okay. I can understand... Not liking it as much. I don't either. I would rather watch the first three. I understand, and like I enjoyed it more looking at it with through that angle. But I think it needed to do that, and then it needed to take it in like a new, exciting direction that I cared about, and it didn't. It like I like that. I think that's why the first half worked for you, is because like the setup. I was like, okay, I'm on board. Like let's 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 go on another adventure, even if it's. But, yeah, uh, like, I didn't care about, like, any of the villains or, like, really what okay. they were doing or nor That's... did I. I was like, she, he's trying to get Trinity, and I hope it works out. I will say this. I don't love Smith in this. I don't think. If you can't get Hugo Weaving, don't put Smith in it. It's just confusing. And then for them to, like, cross-cut between Agent Smith, I'm like, I understand you're saying this guy is Agent Smith-esque, but are you saying that it's him? Are you, like, what are the rules? Just get the actor. Just get Hugo Weaving. I, I think that the problem is this movie wants us to feel like, oh, like, the almost like a Batman Joker type, like, we're two sides of the same thing. and You know what I mean? Especially, like, when uh, Smith at the end comes and fights Neil Patrick Harris for Neo. But the problem is this is some guy. And I like Jonathan Groff. I think he's a very good actor. But he's not Smith. 
You know what I mean? And I but think that Smith if just you has like it... a different. Smith has a different look to him. Like he like looks in the sunglasses. Like he looks like evil. Like it, yeah. it's like he's the only person who could play Agent Smith. Like I don't know convincingly. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague. Side note, um, Trent, you and I need to watch the Matrix Revolutions together because there's a laugh Hugo Weaving does that <laughs> I I think you'll get a very big kick out. Of. <laughs> I've also heard that in Matrix Two there's 100 Agent Smiths, which in Matrix in Matrix Three there's even more. Wow, the more Agent Smiths the better. I thought you were gonna talk about our Matrix Halloween costume. Our Matrix. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, but did you that. did Jackson tell you about the Batman and Riddler? idea for Halloween? I think so, but remind the listeners. He wants me, Parth, and Jack, and himself to be the different versions of the Riddler, and he wants you to be the Jim Carrey Riddler, and he wants to be the, uh, the Batman Riddler, and then he wants all of our lady friends to be the respective Batmans from the respective generation. That'd be fun. That'd be funny. So what, that or Matrix? Where Parth is Parth is Neo, Sophia is Trinity, Jackson is Morpheus or Michael Morbius. Um, I wonder and why. Then, and then I'm Agent Smith. Like I'm kind of leaning more towards Matrix, but yeah, I do uh, think Batman is more fun. Bat not more fun, but I think Batman is fun. I think Batman would take so much more prep, uh, prep so much more money. No. Yeah. Um, but we are closing in on the final minutes of the pod. I know. We, we need to say our finals and, and leave. Yeah. Um, Trent, why don't, you, why don't you go first? Um, Enter the ratings gauntlet. All right, I'm just going to quickly go through my, the last of my notes really quick. On the good, I had Keanu Reeves falling bodies. And um, then on the bad side, I had two similar but less good. Uh, some of the, like, there was a particular dialogue scene between Neo and Trinity, like, I guess it was, like, simulation Trinity, but it felt, like, so stilted and weird, and I was like, what am I watching? Um, I said I didn't really care about the new characters, a lot of callbacks, like, Neo would walk into a room, and he'd be like, oh, you're this guy's grandson, and I was like, should I care? Because I don't. And then he'd be like, you're the general's gunner's nephew's son, who's Morbius's uncle? And I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, Agent Smith for life. Um, but what do I give this film? Like, well, right, would, you, would you would you recommend it? Rewatch it? 
this cohesive viewing I definitely enjoyed the most, and by the end, I was down. But, no, it's not going to be a film that I revisit. But the interview was great. Yeah. Like a, like a five. Fair enough. Um... Like I, I wanted I, to go, lo- I wanted to go lower, but I think that there was this was a productive conversation in terms of how I think about it. I think that I would recommend this movie to anybody that has seen the Matrix franchise, with the footnote that it is not. This should be viewed as like an addendum, not not part of it, kind of as a postscript. Um, yeah, and I. I think I'd rewatch this like every now and then. Nowhere near as much as I'd watch like the other Matrix movies, but um, do you I'd rewatch re- it? Do you rewatch two and three with any level of regularity? I do, I, especially certain scenes from two and three. I, I enjoy. I don't think they wholly work as movies, but I think they're very, very cool ideas. And that um, there's certain scenes that are really, from a technical perspective, incredibly well done. Do you just um, when when you say rewatch scenes, does that just mean on YouTube or do you like put the disc in and go to scene selection? Well, I I, I own the the like digital versions too. Oh, so, so you like, just I can do digital yeah. scene selection. Yeah. All right, give um, give us your rating so we can get out of here. Um, on Letterboxd, I gave it a three and a half. Whoa, I think I'm feeling, whoa, but I'm whoa, feeling, whoa. but I'm feeling more like a six or six and a half. So I'm so not three, so three stars. But I feel like I liked it more than three stars, like three out of five, but I didn't like it at like a seven out of ten, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. But I, I, I enjoyed it, especially I the first time I watched it, I gave it two and a half out of five, and I would have given it a five out of ten. This time, I feel like I knew more what it was going for, and I could enjoy it more on its own terms. So six and a half, I'll give it. So we're not really at liberty to say what's next, because the interview is yet to be conducted. Is that true? This is true, but it... Ideally, this episode is coming out on Sunday. Ideally, the interview ideally. will have been done. And ideally with a big fish, if it happens. Yeah, for a movie that has come out recently. and That, that people like. That people like. Really like. Everywhere. All at once. The time. The world. You know? Ev- yep, all over the Everything place. about this movie people like. All right. And all right. I, I need to go. to go to class at once. Follow us on our social media. Give us a good review. Bye, guys. Bye. How did I beat you? You're too fast. Do you believe that my being stronger or faster has anything to do with my muscles in this place? You think that's air you're breathing now? Again.